to the Chicago Tomahawk. I'm Mike, and I got my linemate Matt with me. Today, we're going to go over the Blackhawks' last couple of games. It has not been pretty, but I, first of all, I'd like to wish everybody a happy new year. Um, got some big things planned for this year. Me and Matt have uh, been doing the podcast for, I think this is our third year now. I like to thank everybody for listening to us. You know, we're really, really appreciative uh, that we get to do this. Um, you know, that people interact with us on Twitter and, you know, we're really appreciative of, uh, appreciative of that. And um, here we go. How you doing, Matt? Happy New Year, man. Happy New Year to you. I'm doing good, man. Doing good. So the Blackhawks lost to the Blue Jackets, and I think that you're right, man. This is uh, one of the worst games uh, for the Hawks. When they gave up those two shorties, I was just like, you know, what the hell is going on? You know, I think one one of them, yeah, well, obviously they're both on the power play. But um, even Luke Richardson said it was one of the worst uh, performances of the year, said that guys seemed disconnected. Um, Isaac Phillips registered his first career point. He assisted on Anthony Sioux's goal. Uh, I think that was his eighth goal of the season. Eighth, yes. You know, man, Anthony Sioux, man, has been, uh, I think, a pretty consistent driving force of the offense. Yes, the offense really hasn't been very much, but I feel like he's been, you know, one of those um, one of those guys kind of pushing it forward. How do you feel about his play? Uh, you know what? Ever since he got clobbered by um, Truba, the first game we played the Rangers, I, I maybe he, something ignited in him a little bit. He he kind of got a little mean streak. Yeah, and uh, you know he was kind of trash talking him. This guy's making eight million a year. He's only got like three goals, and he had none at the time. Yeah, yeah. and I'm I'm thinking like, geez, come on, man, you can't be saying that stuff. But I, I feel like maybe ever since he's kind of went out and said that, he's been scoring some really nice goals. Yeah, and, you know he's a really speedster. You know, I I think somebody out there, you know, might want to grab this guy for the playoffs. He's he could be a f- dangerous weapon if he had some you know more support i think right right uh Stalock had 34 saves and continues to be a bright spot for the team you know man uh, i really like this guy uh, i think that he's a bit older and obviously some some injury issues but i think that he's been been playing uh, pretty well do you think that you know maybe other teams are starting to take notice and that he could be someone that uh, you know another team wants to pick up for the playoffs maybe at edmonton well, I I don't know about Edmonton, but I think that the NHL might be on notice with this guy. He's he's having some really good games. He's not really giving up that many soft goals. He competes hard. And ever since well, when he got injured, he was kind of on a little hot streak too before that. And um I I personally would like to see the Hawks resign him another year. Yeah. If you're just, you know, if you're still building, I mean, what's the scent? This guy wants to be here. He's playing hard every night and that's all you can ask for. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I think that, you know, obviously we're we're, we're built to lose, and and that's what we're doing right now. Um, Morazic, on on one hand, man, it seems like he starts off games solid, and then it kind of goes downhill, kind of as the game goes on. Stalock has been playing pretty consistently through the entire games. Have you have you noticed that? Yeah, I think Morazic had a. He let up some kind of questionable goals yesterday. He was kind of down early, and they were beating him short side, and that can't happen. Especially even if you're a bad team, you still can't be giving up goals like that. But right. for Stalock, this guy, he he's like a different styled goalie. He's kind of, I don't think he really has much of a style. Like, you know, most goalies are hybrid butterfly guys. He's right. kind of just a guy who 
stop the puck any way I can and compete hard. And he does compete. And I don't know if you caught, I think it was the the Blue Jackets game. They had like a hot mic on. He he dropped an F bomb. F you, Johnny. I think he was talking to Goudreau. And I, re- I just remember hearing Troy Murray just laughing his ass off. <laughs> and so he he's kind of a little, he's got a little mean streak in him too, which is kind of cool to see a goalie do. Usually they're kind of quiet and focused, but this guy, he's kind of playing the game in the game, you know? Yeah, he um he skated over to the corner. I think uh, I think Johnny Taser got checked and he went into the corner and broke the guy's stick who Oh, who that's did right. It. That was a that was a couple of weeks ago. You're right. Yeah, he uh the guy went off on him too. Yeah. He goes, Why'd you break my stick? And if you think about it, it's like a freaking two hundred dollar stick. He just stepped on it and cracked it. Yeah. But that's that's hilarious. Yeah, it is. During that uh that blue jackets game, he had a beautiful save, a stick save. It was uh Oh, I saw that. Yeah, yeah he like turned Put the put his hand out. Desperation. Um, I think I think that was on Goudreau. He shot it, went right off of his stick. I was like, oh my god, I can't believe he saved that. That's got to be a save of the year candidate for sure. That was a big one. Yeah, because he had the whole net. net. He had that was an open net. I don't know why Johnny Hockey just didn't fire it. Like he was like lining it up. And yeah. I got to hit the top bar and put it down. It's going to look good. Yeah. But he, he got the paddle on there. Oh, man. It was a beautiful save. <laughs> so the Hawks lost to the Sharks on Sunday, five to two. It was a pretty ugly night. Um, the Hawks had jumped ahead, though. I mean, they had a, it was a 2 0 lead at one point. Um, Kaner had a great goal from uh, assisted by Mitchell with the primary assist. Glad to see Ian Mitchell finally getting that that playing time. I think that he deserves. Um, Kaner had a beautiful goal. Goalie didn't have his stick, and it just went top shelf on him. Um, and then Lafferty had a really nice goal from Anthony Nassiu using his speed and kind of just setting up kind of like, I think he was kind of aiming for his skates, but luckily... Uh, luckily, Lafferty had his had his stick in position to uh, to get the puck in. Uh, what did you think of yesterday's game, man? I would probably say maybe the first period. Oh yeah, the Hawks look good. I I, I think you and I were texting, and I even said, "Man, Kaner's got a lot of jump tonight. Yeah. He's, he's moving. He's uh, he's getting breakaways. He didn't score on the one, but you know he's he's a threat out there. And not every night we could say that lately with him." But he had a nice goal, and, you know, lately I've been kind of hard on goalies on Twitter. I don't know if you've seen it, but this goalie, uh, what's the Sharks goalie? His name is... Corpus Allo? Kakinen. So he lost his stick behind the net. This is where Mitchell made his good play. So he drops his stick. I don't know, like, see, I, I look at this stupid stuff. I'm probably, like, the only one. Maybe other goalies do it, too. But he went to challenge Kane's shot. He had his blocker right. on the ice. And I'm thinking, like, what are you doing? His, and usually, you know, you're holding your stick and your blockers, like, pr- pretty much even with your waist. But he had his top of the blocker pretty much sitting on the ice like it's acting like a stick. Right. And I was like, dude, what are you? Patrick Kane has the puck. And sure enough, Kane buried it over his shoulder. Right. Blocker side. I just don't know what's going on with goalies uh, these days. They're just being taught different than I am. And they're... They're just going down a lot, and I, especially in World Juniors. I don't know if you've seen Connor Bedard. He's absolutely lighting it up. He is putting the puck like where there's absolutely no room, and the goalies are down. They leave that little bit of daylight, like a maybe like I'm maybe like four inches, 
and Bedard buries it. And I'm looking, he's shooting it from the sideboards. Really? And on the goal line. That's a, t- a crazy angle. And I was just taught to stand up, hug the post, keep your stick down. It's either going to hit me in the chest, it's going to hit me off my blocker and go to the slot, which you don't want. But these goalies now, they're just dropping down so easy and they're just making themselves look smaller and they're big guys. Yeah. I, I just, I really don't understand. It's like the new the new thing with goaltending. And I saw it with the Sharks goal yesterday. I'm like, dude, you got to be at least over 6'3", 6'2". You're all the way crouched down and Patrick Kane has the puck. Yeah. He absolutely lit him up. So that's just something I noticed. Just, uh, it's teaching goalies different nowadays and I, I, I don't like it, man. <laughs> I, I hate it actually. Yeah, I, I could tell. So do you think that, it's like just like a league wide, like a game wide that they're teaching goalies like this style. I think it's just a new thing because I, it, like I said, with World Juniors, these young goalies they're getting beat by terrible goals, like a very stoppable pucks. There was actually another NHL game. I think it was Jake Ottinger. So the puck was behind the net. Jake Ottinger dropped to his butterfly. And the guy banked it off his head and it went in. And I'm like, are you, are you kidding me right now? There's a guy on Twitter I talked to. He's a, he's a goalie guy. And he, he's a goalie coach, actually. He's like, if my goalies do this, I make them do, like, tons of up and downs and stuff. He's like, I, I'm, not, I'm not tolerating it. I want them hugging the post, staying on their feet. Now it's, like, it's the new thing. I think they call it, like, the reverse. Um, see, I don't even know the term, but it's a butterfly thing. They're trying to take away the low shots, like coming from the short side. Mm. But when they do that, they're exposing the top, or the top of the ice or the top of the net like that, like over the shoulder. When you're down the shoulder to the to the crossbar, there's an opening there. And these goalies are they're getting beat. And that's why I think the Michigan goal, it's going in more now. We're seeing guys take chances on that now. Because these goalies are down and out, and these these guys are so skilled now. They're like, okay, if you're going to be down and give me that net, I'm taking it. Like Zegris, uh, that Sveshnikov guy on uh, the Hurricanes, he's another guy that does that. But we're going to see a lot more of this if they, these goalies don't kind of play their size. They're playing small. I, I really don't get it because I would. I'm five eight. I would kill to be six three. You know, to be a goalie, I'd be like, damn, look how much net I'm covering. Why am I going down and making myself smaller? So it's just something I noticed, and it's just been driving me freaking crazy. Do you think it could be because that they're thinking, hey, you know what? Why don't we just take away the bottom because it's harder for guys to lift up the puck and get it high? Well, they're they're taking away the bottom because they're just playing the percentages. Most of the shots, if if they're covering the, you know, from post to post with their butterfly. Yeah. Good chances are it's going to hit the pad. Good chances are it's going to hit their their chest if they're they're um they're they're square to the puck. But what what they're doing is they're going down very early. Sometimes they're down before the shot. The guy's even winding up for a shot, and I'm I'm looking, and they like they like to use that butterfly to push off. Now it's to push off to the next to the to the other side and push yourself off the post for a like say a one timer pass backdoor shot. But I, I, I don't agree with it, and I don't know, like, like Stalock, he's a goalie that does not do this. He's, like, one of the guys that I don't notice. But these newer kids, even Soderblom, he, he's down early. He was getting beat a couple goals. I think the game I went to against the Jets, he was down really early in a bad angle. 
and I forget who shot. I think it was, uh, I think it was that probably that Kyle Connor kid who's got a really good shot. He picked him. He just sniped him. Mm. And I, I just noticed like the not it's the, there's not a lot of talk about it anymore. It's just the old school goalies on here that are maybe between the age of thirty and forty, maybe fifties. I always see them bitch like, what's going on with goaltending? It's terrible lately. Yeah. Well, before we go on any 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 further, I want to give you guys a word from our sponsor, Manscaped. They have a new product where they have developed their own loofah. And I'll tell you what, this thing's freaking amazing. Um I I use it. It's it's like Matt, how how would you describe this thing? It's like the typical loofahs like this, you know, like this the plastic weave wrap that you yeah. use, like soap, and it you know, I think you need to change them every month or or, or so. But it's like a rubber cone. Yeah, it's like it's it like this really rubber, good. like jelly, like type of little things. And um, I'll tell you what, man, when you use it like across your body, it's uh, it's much more pleasant than using a, a a traditional loofah. And it's kind of ironic, man, because I've been looking for something new, something different. And you know, they they sent us this thing. I'm like, yeah, sure, I'm going to try this out. Tried it out, and it works absolutely fantastic. If you go to manscaped.com, look for their um, look for their loofah. Um, Matt, have you have you used yours yet? Yes, I have. I've I've actually used the whole kit they gave me, and it's an awesome A plus kit. It is awesome. Um, yeah, I, I, um, I, I, it's so funny, man, because I asked Kimmy, I was like, my wife, I was like, do they make anything else other than like, you know, like, um, ball stuff? You know, no, 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 <laughs> like the like loofahs. I asked her, I'm like, hey, can you find me like a a new loofah, something different than the traditional one? And uh, she's like what the hell do you mean? I'm like, I just need something that's different from like the traditional loofah. And then a uh, stick, the long yeah. stick with the little, oh, got it. <laughs> it's like, yeah. everything's terrible, man. So yeah, uh, cheap. This is, this is built. It's good. Yeah. My, my kids were looking, what is that dad? It looks like a cactus. Or yeah. Something. <laughs> I'm like, it doesn't feel like one. It feels really good. Yeah. <laughs> it's called the body buffler silicone scrubber. Yeah. And it works absolutely fantastic. You can get it at manscaped.com. Use our code Tomahawk20. Uh, you get 20% off your order. So, Matt, I want now that we've talked about goaltending, it's something that I've wanted to talk about because something that I've I've noticed. Let's talk about uh I want to talk about Ian Mitchell and Isaac Phillips. I think Ian Mitchell was probably our highest touted prospect for a while on the defensive side of the puck. Um he was. This is his year to make, uh, to, you know, to to make his his case. You know, I do I belong with the NHL, and he hasn't been getting his playing time, and he should be, especially considering who the Blackhawks have been um, have been putting out there on the on the defensive side of the puck. I think that Ian Mitchell should be playing every night. That being said, Isaac Phillips seems pretty solid as well, and if this guy's playing well, I think he should be getting time uh, every night as well. Most recently, the Blackhawks paired Mitchell with Phillips. Do you think that this is a pairing that they should have going, say, every game for the rest of the season? Absolutely. I think that those two will complement each other because Phillips is more of the stay-at-home, responsible guy in his own zen, own end defenseman. And we know Mitchell is kind of like, he likes to skate it. He likes to lead the offense at times and he can do it. He he's a, he's actually pretty good in his own end too. Yeah, he but is. But I think yeah, I think these two played together in Rockford 
and I think they've done well together. And, you know, they're they're familiar with each other. They know their habits. I think I'd leave it like this for the rest of the year. Let's see if Mitchell and uh, Phillips, you know, have a chance to, you know, be a top, you know, a top pairing one day. Because we got Korchinski, who's been light, lightening it up in uh, the World Juniors. And we got uh, Nolan Allen, who's having a pretty good tournament as well. So those are like, you know, another another wave coming up. It'd be good to have some guys with experience, and then Young you guys. call you get these kids that come up that have experience together as well. Nolan Allen and Korchinski, you got Del Maestro. It you know it gives you a lot of hope for the future, man. Yeah, I, and I think that that's what we you know obviously the Blackhawks are have been harping about about rebuilding, but in this rebuilding process, they need to give these. Uh, they need to give these guys who, you know, these these young guys who have been down in Rockford who have kind of paid their dues an opportunity to play. Um, if I need to be so bold, I'll say that maybe Caleb Jones should sit so one of these players can play, starting with Ian Mitchell. And then uh, from there, you know, uh, you know, I, I don't like to, I don't want to beat up on Connor Murphy, but, you know, it could be the system. But sometimes he's swimming around out there, you know? Yeah. Or losing his helmet. Or, yeah. <laughs> luckily, he hasn't done that, you know, too much this season. But it's, it's glued. They glued it. Probably. Uh, okay. Okay. But <laughs> well, um, there is actually a hot rumor. I don't mean to interrupt you. There is a rumor of teams looking for experienced veteran defensemen, and I did see Connor Murphy and Jake McCabe's name on that list as well. Really? So this would be a good opportunity for Ian Mitchell and Isaac Phillips to get their chance. I actually want to get in. I wanted to get into Jake McCabe in a second, but uh, I, I mean, obviously I want to just stress the point that I want Ian Mitchell and Isaac Phillips playing. I think that, you know, I, I've seen enough of Caleb Jones, you know, he's not exactly what, what we're looking for, you know, thanks, but um, it's time for some of the younger guys to come up, man. You know, it's, it's just time for that. It's, we're on Monday, January 2nd, about halfway through the season. It's about time to get these guys, let them get used to the rigors of playing an 82-game season, and uh, it just benefits them all. Um, you, you mentioned that, you know, that people might be interested in Connor Murphy. Okay, but Jake McCabe, I think, has some very good leadership qualities. Um, I think that he's a good defenseman, man. I like the guy. Uh, I think that he needs a partner that can complement his game, which is a, somewhat of a stay-at-home defenseman. He's not somebody who you're going to give the puck to and he's going to skate it up into the offensive zone. That's more of an, an Ian Mitchell type of play. But I think that um, I think McCabe could provide leadership for some younger defensemen coming up. Do you think that maybe letting... Um, Maybe letting Connor Murphy go if if the package is right and keeping Jake McCabe, or would you rather keep Connor Murphy? I would rather keep Jake McCabe, but I've read also articles about Jake McCabe getting very frustrated with losing. He goes, "I've been on very bad teams for most of my career, and yeah. I I want a taste of winning." Yeah. So it's kind of like, okay, maybe this guy's sick of this this crap and he wants out. But yeah. I don't hear too much about Connor Murphy complaining. He seems to be a Pretty professional guy, you know. I think he's happy where he's at. But nothing against him. I just I've never really seen the hype with him. Uh, I've seen him make good plays, yeah, and that's his job. But as for a guy making four million when you're rebuilding, it's not like he's. He, I don't feel like he's really helping as much as you know. They're like say like a Patrick Kane. Obviously, he's got all that experience. You got Tyler Johnson, who's got Cup experience. I, Connor Murphy really hasn't. 
done much in this league, and he hasn't really been on winning teams either. So I personally, like you said, I would like to see, honestly, if we can get draft capital for both of them, I'd like to see Mitchell and Phillips get their fair shot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm a fan of McCabe, so I'd hate to see him go, but and I totally understand, you know, I mean, he played for Buffalo for a long time. They had some really, really bad teams there. I pro- probably worse than the Hawks, to be honest with you, yeah, probably, which, yeah. is, which is, which is rough. And, um, you know, when he was, you know, initially traded here, the idea was that they're going to be looking to compete and that's not the case anymore. But, uh, you know, he's a professional. He goes out there and competes, you know, I'll tip my hat to him. Actually, actually he signed here, I believe. Right. I think four years at what, four million, $16 million contract. So he, he got paid for being on a bad team too. Yeah. And I, I guess, remember if we can go back, the plan was that this was going to be, uh, Seth Jones is like Brent Seabrook, right? You know, like he's you're you're gonna have to do your thing, and you're gonna be paired up with Seth Jones. And I feel like we've only got to see maybe a handful of games with those two together. But I thought yeah. it, it, they did okay. But it's just the coaching. Some sometimes the coaches don't like the the matchups, and I didn't like the matchup the other day. I didn't think Isaac Phillips should be playing with Connor Murphy. I mean, Isaac Phillips needs to play with a guy like he's played with Ian Mitchell. You don't need two of the same guys unless you plan on shutting them down the whole game, and you're not exactly the the best shutdown (laughs) guy out there. You know, (laughs) it's not like I'm putting Johnny Oduya and Jarmelson. I mean, those guys, yeah, they're not going to produce any offense. They're going to get the puck, get it to the red line, and dump it in, or they're going to block a hundred shots and get the puck to the wingers and get it out as fast as they can. That was a great pairing, and these these guys don't do that. Yeah. Oh, oh do you could kind skate of with the puck though? I would say skate oh, yeah. with the puck better than Connor Murphy and Isaac Isaac Phillips so far. The very underrated defenseman Johnny Oduya was, and once but, he was paired up with the Hammer, oh. uh, that was a money shutdown freaking pair right there. Yeah, it especially was. when you got Keith and Siebes playing over twenty minutes. Those guys could easily play twenty minutes too. Oh, so. they were a lot of it times they were pairing them against the top line top line offense. And they they showed like they were awesome. Yeah, and two cups and great pairing. And hopefully one day we can get back there because, like I said, Nolan Allen seems to be and Korchinski. I think these guys could probably play in the NHL. That's how good they are. But wow. they're just taking the the patience road, which is probably the right thing to do. But I think they probably could be on this Hawks team right now. Moving on to some NHL news, we're going to talk about your probably your first or second favorite hockey player, Eric Carlson. Oh. Eric Carlson had two assists uh, against the Blackhawks, and it put him at 53 points for the season. Uh, he sits at the top for points by a defenseman with 39 games played, uh, 13 goals, 40 assists, and 53 points, plus minus rating of minus six. Now, you know what, man? It really depends on what you're looking for in a player like um, say for instance, if I'm looking to build around my blue line, you know, obviously somebody like Kale McCarr would be the first thing that comes to a lot of people's minds and someone you would want to build your blue line around because not only is he great in the offensive zone, but he's also very good defensively. Someone like Eric Carlson I would think is more like an offensive specialist that 
could be a, a bit of a detriment to you on the on the on the defensive side of the puck. Um, he's got how many points does he have in his career? I think he's got seven hundred career points, and oh, he's yeah. a he minus and he's a yeah. minus eighty six for his career, meaning that. Whenever he's on the ice, you can count on production being done against your team. He's not somebody, he's not necessarily my cup of tea. If he was on my team, I'd probably move him to wing. Matt, do you think that there is a, um, someone with a minus, uh, plus minus, which, you know, we can have a conversation about it being a flawed statistic, should win the Norris Trophy? No. No, even if he finishes with 100 points and he's a minus 20, that's not that's not a defenseman. Yeah. And that's something I I don't know how people feel about it now. I know a lot of the younger fans, they like points, they like fast hockey, stuff like that, but I think the guys that like say Victor Hedman, yeah. Uh, you know, Kale McCarr, even Adam Fox, they they play well in their own zone too and it, even right now Josh uh, Morrissey on the Jets. That is my guy for the Norris Trophy. As if it ended today, I'd give it to Josh Morrissey. Because he plays well in his own zone. He's putting up good numbers. It almost seems like, like, okay, Carlson will get you, you know, he'll get you two points, but then he'll be on the ice for two goals against. And it's like, okay, what's the point of that? Or it's like a minus wash, two. you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean... I've always been tough on the guy. I've never really, I'm just because I'm more of a Joe Pavelski fan. And Eric Carlson gave Joe Pavelski the boot once they signed him. And that, like, I, we've talked about it before. I thought Joe Pavelski was the Jonathan Taves of the Sharks. And he got him close to cups. He's, he's, he's still a really good player. We'll get into him in a couple minutes, but. You sign this guy for $13 million a year, and he's finally putting up points. And it's crazy because he's getting older. Yeah, but 32. the team's terrible. I mean, if I'm, re- and I th- the Sharks have said they're going to be rebuilding, retooling, and stuff like that. But I mean, n- no one wanted to take this contract on. Yeah. And that and caused, really so. it caused Brent Burns to get, you know, shoved out the door. And look at him now. He's, he's on the Car- Carolina Hurricanes, he's the top pairing guy, he's putting up points. That team's on a freaking crazy ride right now. I think they got a 17-point streak, 17-game point streak going on or whatever. Anti-Rant is in that. I think he had three shutouts in a row. That team's going to, you know, they're going to make some noise. But the Sharks, man, they, they had to keep this guy $13 million a year, and he doesn't play defense. Yeah. He just puts up points. It's crazy to me. Um, Like the other night, he had two assists, and he was still a minus two. Yeah, so what's the point? It's just, it washed out. <laughs> you know, it's good for himself. Like, he's putting up, you know, good numbers, and he's he's on pace, I think they said, for 100 points. The first time since, I think, 91, I, I think I last read, that a defenseman's got over 100 points. It's it's incredible. And look at, he's on one of the worst teams in the league. At, I mean, if he's doing this, say, like, like Kale McCarr on his team, like that's that's impressive because his plus minus he'd probably be a plus player, but he he's his he's he's just not responsible on his own end. I I, yeah. I really don't understand the hype with this guy. And I don't know if you remember a couple maybe a year ago we we were having an argument with this kid about it, and I think I said something like, "Yeah, I'll take Nick Jarmelson for four million dollars a year," and uh, he's like, "Are you crazy?" I'm like, "No, hey, Nick Jarmelson has three Stanley Cups. He blocks shots." 
He's a plus player, meaning he's a responsible guy. He takes care of his own end. And Eric Carlson, what, say he gets 80 points. He's a minus 19. And he leaves his part. I like we were talking too. How would you like to be that guy's partner? Yeah. Like, okay, I'm gonna be playing two on ones my whole my whole game. So I'm either gonna get <laughs> I'm gonna be by myself on hot man rushes all night, or I'm gonna have to or like even going you gotta have a good center to cover for him. And the Sharks don't have that. They don't have a good guy that can play with Carlson. Let's um here, I'm going to read this off to you. Last three years for Eric Carlson, starting in 2021, um, 52 games played, 22 points, minus 18. 21-22, 50 games played, 35 points, minus 14. Last year, 20 or this year, uh, 22-23, he's got 53 points, and he's a minus six. So this is the best season he's had in, in quite a while. Yeah, he's playing. He doesn't play more uh, than he hasn't played more than fifty three games a season since twenty eighteen, twenty nineteen. Yeah, that was the uh, couple COVID years. Oh, COVID wasn't until two years after that. Well, he had yeah, he had a pretty bad injury, I think, when he just signed with the Sharks. But he was going to be paired with Brent Burns, and Brent Burns is a really good defense, a good two way defenseman, and it just yeah, he was wasn't working out and leading to. You know, like they sign this guy and, you know, it comes to paying your captain, your freaking heart and soul of the team, and you're, nah, we'll let you go for nothing. He goes to Dallas, Joe Pavelski, and he's he's still putting up unbelievable numbers, and he's really good in the playoffs. They, they call him Captain America, and it's probably why I'm just so bitter, because I'm, I'm a big Joe Pavelski fan. Yeah. And Eric Carlson is the reason why he's gone, and it, it's not because Joe Pavelski wants to get paid. It's No, it's because they gave too much money to a guy. Who's playing forward? So on his career, he's got 713 points, and he's a minus 83. (laughs) Nicholas Jarmusson, on the other hand, only has 172 points, but he's a plus 106. So look at the blocks. I mean, over a thousand. That's, I mean, just that alone, dude. Is I mean, is an incredible statistic. 172 points. One hundred and a, he's a plus one hundred six, and three time Stanley Cup champion. Right, and that this is why they need to make an award for uh, like guys on the defensive, defensive defenseman guys. Yeah, the guys that good plus minus lot of block shots, just stuff like that. And guys playing against top guys every night. And if you want to keep the Norris Trophy as a point thing, yeah, give it to Eric Carlson. He 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 deserves it. He's putting up good numbers, but. He's he's a minus, dude. That that's not a defenseman. Right. Moving on, the Winter Classic Penguins. Uh, what they uh played the Bruins uh, at <laughs> at Fenway today. Yeah. 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 So I didn't I didn't watch the game. Did no, you? I'm not watching. Uh, they've it's already been done before. Yeah, it's already been at Fenway. It's come on. Let's let's get some new teams in there and forget about the Hawks. Forget about Detroit for a while. The Penguins, the Bruins, the Flyers. Let's let's get, go out west. Yeah, it's cold that way. It'll you can make it work. You had a game in freaking L.A. Yeah, it could be done. You know, and, <laughs> and actually, it's it's cool because they did announce that the next uh, Winter Classic will be in Seattle. That's cool. Kraken will take on the uh, 
the Golden Knights. And I did the last two expansion teams. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. And and believe it or not, the crack in the market is doing very well. They're they're selling out games. The attendance is good. And that's a good move by the NHL because it's uh, it's working out there. Joe Pavelski signed a one-year 3.5 million contract with the Stars. Matt, do you want to go over his stats really quick? Sure, yeah. So I he's 38 years old, which is still impressive. He's got 38 games played, 12 goals, 25 assists, and 37 points, and he's a plus 23. So <laughs> this is the guy <laughs> that, uh, you know, this was your heart and soul in San Jose, and they, they let him go for nothing. But uh, I, I'm a big fan of this guy. They call him Captain America. He, you know, he's still putting up numbers. He's a point of game guy. Uh, he's very close to a thousand. Actually, he's about forty points away, uh, and he's got a thousand two hundred six games played. So he, he's a very, very good player. And in in the playoffs, this guy he shows up. So this is a good move for Dallas because you got Jason Robertson, Rupe Hentz coming up. This is a guy that you want in the locker room with these young. Uh, future stars here. Yeah. Uh, Pavelski is also, I th- you know, leading a Dallas team that is, I believe, at the top of the Central, aren't they? Yeah, Dallas is a surprise to me. Uh, and, you know, Nashville's struggling. Uh, they're kind of uh, trying to get hot. They're, I think they're one or two games above 500. And St. Louis just got some bad news there. The Ryan O'Reilly's out with a broken hand, I believe. Wow. Or a bro- I forget. He broke something, but he's going to be out for some time. Tarasenko's out with another shoulder injury, I think. So maybe the Blues are going to be tanking, which which is kind of bad news because you don't want any Connor Bedard stories going that way. No competition. No Bedard competition. No. No. You know, this, the stars are already set for the people that are tanking. No, the Hawks are one of them. I think that it would be nuts if we if we got him, but we're definitely going to get a good. Uh, I think we'll get a good prospect, man. Yeah, we'll get a good guy. I think the Bedard thing. I think Bedard will make the jump. You know, right away. Right away. Yeah. I think the other guys might maybe need a year in the minors, but you know, it's still you're still going to be getting a good player. But I think the teams that you know are very very clear about the tank: Montreal, uh, Arizona. The Hawks, uh, I, I even Columbus now is joining the discussion, and which is kind of scary. So, <laughs> dude, we're we're hoping. I, I, in my opinion, I think he'll end up with the Hawks, or he'll end up with the Canadians, just because the NHL needs it to happen. He needs to be on an original six team and not rot away in the desert. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care what you got to do. Put some more weight on the balls. <laughs> <laughs> Canadian talks make it happen because you can't he can't go to the desert that's like Austin Matthews getting drafted to by the Coyotes and yeah. the freaking dude is potting 60 goals in in front of a freaking college crowd at the freaking Southwest Ice Arena in Elsip. come on man this guy needs a full building and he's electric so they gotta make it happen well everybody that's all that we've got for you this week. Thanks a lot for listening. We really appreciate it. If there's anything that you want us to talk about, get us on Twitter. Uh, we'll, you know, send us a message at Chicago Tomahawk and, you know, we'll, we'll feature it on the show. We liked hearing what other people have to say, what other people want to hear and uh, be sure to let us know. But that's all that we got for you tonight. This is the Tomahawk and we're out of here.